Hey, what's up, you beautiful people? Welcome back to another episode of Dos Cuties Seeing Gia. We are two sensitive dudes, so today we are going to be talking all about how to say words related to the senses. More specifically, seeing and listening. Let's get into it. And we're back. Um, so yeah, like I said, today we're gonna to be talking about words related to the senses. We're on a little bit of a time crunch, so Andres is gonna go right along with the very first one. Andres, what you got for us? Today, I wanna to introduce to you two verbs that can be a bit tricky at first. We've got mirar and ver, all right? So they both have to do with the sensory input of the eyes, all right? But yes, if there were a way to actually group these, I would say it's, uh, it relies or it resides in the fact that one is intentional while one is just the actual, sen not sensation, but the perception it's, it's kind of, of that organ. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. So to elaborate, the first one, mirar. That is to intentionally look or watch something, all right? And uh, I got an example for you. ¿Qué hora es? So, what time is it? No sé. Oye, mira tu reloj, que lo tienes en la muñeca, right? So, mira tu reloj is look at your watch. You have to actively make an effort to go and look at your watch, right? There's like a, a minutia of concentration involved. So let's skip on down the road to ver. Can I just, can I yeah. just pop in one real quick thing? And again, remember how he translated that in English? He said, look at your watch, not watch your watch. So that whole watch versus look translation really doesn't work in this case. The, the, the rule that Andres was talking about in terms of passive versus active listening is much more specific. I just wanted to point that out. Yeah, no, that's a really good point, actually. I wasn't going to say anything about it until what you just said. Like, when you think in English, mirar and, or no, to look and to watch kind of mean the same thing. Even yeah. though we just have, like, fixed set phrases in English that we use because we're kind of brought up that way. In fact, they both have that underlying intentionality built into the, the meaning of the word. Yeah. Which takes us to ver. All right? V-E-R. Ver. And this is simply to see. So it's when your eyes are intaking uh, information, they're perceiving, but you're not really actively attempting to use them. And you're just, you know, I don't know how better to say it other than you're just seeing, right? And essentially, I dare say, it's anytime you have your eyes open, right? <laughs> like every time your eyes are open, you're subject to be seeing and not until you try to concentrate on something, would you use the word mirar in Spanish? So that's what we were getting to. And now I've got some more awesome. examples for you with ver. Um, ayer fuimos a ver una película. So I need to make a, a little caveat here. Uh, my understanding is that, because you're probably thinking, hold on, this doesn't <laughs> match up, right? You don't go and see a movie. Instead, you watch one because if it's good, shit, you're going to be like hypnotized, mm -hmm. captivated by it. So you're definitely going to be fixated on this movie intentionally. But I'm in Spain and I'm surrounded by Spaniards. And it turns out that here on the peninsula, they all say ver programas, televisión, eh, series, 
Cine, Pelis, whatever they're watching on a screen is, it breaks the rule. It totally violates it. So you're, if you're here, just remember you're going to say ver um, TV. But otherwise, I think in South America, it's still mirar. Exactly. Right. So I'm just going to go on that. Like uh, in high school when we were learning these words the first time, definitely learned it as mirar la tele. But again, we learn a different dialect of Spanish a lot of times in, in high school in America. We generally learn, you know, South American or Mexican Spanish rather than Castellano, rather than Spanish Spanish. Anyway, um, anything else to add to that, Andres? Oh, yeah, you got the two others. I've, I've got, I've got yeah, two things right. remaining. So another example, so we can leave having seen something that doesn't actually break the rule. Um, Enciende la luz, que no veo nada. Right? So turn on the lights. I don't see anything. Right? And that's not because, like, I'm trying to look at a clump of dust in the corner. Right? I just want to be able to see. Right? And that's, I don't know if this helps really break down between to see and to look at, but there's another really important phrase that comes up, which is a ver. And that's like. <laughs> kind of all the time. Yeah, dude, this, I probably am guilty of using this phrase 25 times a day, and I string it with another verb, and it's ir, like vamos a ver. So, and they mean the same thing. It's let's see, we'll see. And uh, under my own, what, judgment, I think that vamos a ver kind of pops up a little bit more, but that could just be because I like, I say it more, so I latch onto it whenever I hear it. <laughs> Heck yeah, um, and I think you were going to touch on the last thing, uh, unless you want me to do it, is Mira, how people just use Mira all the time. Yeah, that's right. Okay, so you can, though we tell you to refrain from doing direct translations, this one fits nicely because when you're talking, you can be like, look, man, or look, kind of like, yeah. listen. You're like leveling listen. with someone. It's really just taking a second to capture their attention. Yeah. You're asking for them to listen, obviously. But or to look. Short, they'll say, look. Look, but with yeah. these. Yeah, <laughs> look. look with these, yeah, yeah. Uh, exactly. And what they do is just go, mira, mira. And prepare yourself for an opinion. Yeah, exactly. Okay, and then so I'm going to, I'd say these two topics go together really well. Because like Andres was saying, with the difference between ver and mirar, how one is a little bit more active and one's a little bit more passive, one that you kind of can't help but ver things. You can't help but see things. Uh, it's the same with a weird and escuchar. A weird uh, is generally translated as to hear, uh, and that's the one that's that's the one that's really just talking about your sensory perception. My my ears really can't help but hear things. I hear creaks in my floor. I hear my clock ticking at night. I hear lots of things. But on the flip side, escuchar is one that you have to you have to be a little bit more active in. So you escuchar, you like listen to music. You escuchar a música. You can listen to your teacher. Um, so those are both examples when you would say escuchar because you're choosing more to pay attention um, versus maybe if like a dog barks outside and someone's like, hey, did you hear that? You know, that's that's like hearing. You're not actively trying to pay attention to that. Um, yeah, maybe, maybe something to point out could be, or let me ask you this. Do you think that you can both be listening and hearing at the same time? 
Oh, I don't think so. I think, uh, well, I mean, I mean, to the same thing, but I don't think you could be hearing so. Oh, no, I guess you can. I could be listening to music and I could hear say, there you go. Yes. There you go. Okay, I had to work through it. I never thought about it. So if I'm. Acts as any kind of clarification yeah. for people, but when you said a dog barking, I thought about how I used to have this really big parking lot where we would go to, um, we'd like go outside and play there during recreo. Yeah, what is that? <laughs> no, recess. Come on, recess, bro. Yeah. And sometimes people would bring their dogs and like walk them on our playground at school. And so while I'm trying to concentrate and learn in fifth grade, I yeah. can hear these dogs barking, and so they can happen simultaneously. But this really illustrates how one is like an has a factor of I'm here concentrating. Meanwhile, the other one is still coming in through the senses. Yeah, dude. So you could almost say like, I like, hold on. I can't escuchar. I'm too busy oyendo. Like I can't, I can't, <laughs> I can't listen. I'm too busy hearing. Like it's me cuesta mucho escucharte que estoy oyendo tanto ruido. Yeah, that, there you go, exactly. So I think that would be a way to make it a little bit more easy. That would kind of sounds weird to say, but it, it makes sense if you think about the specific meanings of those uh, those words. Okay, um, so I think, again, those it goes very similar to the rule that Andres is talking about. One is more active, one is more passive. And I'm going to add a little bit of a fun tidbit. Well, fun. One that I found very annoying, actually, that I got wrong for years and years and years. Always was taught la oreja, the ear, that was, you know, your ear. And it turns out that Spaniards have a different definition of ear than we do. Uh, if I say, lend me your ear in English, I'm saying, listen to me. Uh, but oreja in, in Spanish actually refers to more the lobe of the ear. It's actually the part, it's the physical part that comes out right here. And if you are talking about the part of you that physically hears, that is actually your oído. Uh, el oído versus la oreja, the physical appendage versus the actual like eardrum or the part that actually hears. So I uh, definitely used that wrong lots of times before I finally got corrected. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you cannot pierce your oído. No, you can't. Well, oh, 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 that would be really painful. <laughs> That's a challenge, mother. <laughs> and. Uh, then another expression, since we're on the topic, is coger oído. And that's another way to say, like, build your comprehension in more of a slang way. Because coger in, oh, to build out, your e oh, ear yeah. in Spain is like to, to gain, to get, to grab, right? And this is like to get more in your ear, which in essence just means to have a lot more exposure. So when people want to get better comprehension in a language still, skill, they'll say coger mas oído. I mean, I talk about that all the time. Those were, in, especially in the first season, I was always talking about how your ear is your best friend. If you're like, have I heard that before or have I not heard that before? Your ear knows so much more, at least for me, my ear used to know so much more than my brain did. Um... And that's what I'm talking about. Is oído totally not oreja? That would be oído because that's the thing you're actually hearing with. Okay, I think that brings us into our third topic, unless there's something else you want to... Okay, brings us into the third topic. Um, it's going to be kind of similar. Two words that you could translate the same way in English. And in Spanish, it's just not that way. And Andres, take us away. All right, so this... Uh, this dichotomy or two words is saber y conocer. All right, so conocer, I'm going to take. And really, by and large, what we're talking about here is to be familiar with something. All right, so that's, that's the major notion. If you are familiar, and that's what you intend to convey with anything, 
I believe it's pretty appropriate to use conocer because that's going to be the understanding that Spanish people get or Hispanic speakers pick up on. So with that said, there is yet another caveat, like with everything, it can mean something else and it pops up just as much as you need it to. But what that meaning is, is to meet somebody. And it's usually used in the past, right? Like you're talking, you say, I'm, yesterday I met John or I went to lunch and I, I met this girl by surprise and who would have known, da, 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 right? So you're using it in the past. But then I was talking to Mike and it, of course, you can say to meet somebody in the present or the future. But just this way you know that. All right, I want to give you guys some examples to clarify. Conoces Madrid? Are you familiar with Madrid? Um, si, lo conozco. So yeah, I, I'm familiar with it. Now, I want to get your take on this, Mike. Do you think that someone could answer this question having never been to Madrid? No, I don't think so, because I think you would know, and this is going to bring me, when I explain Saber in just a few minutes here, I think it's going to be a little bit more obvious, but I think if you know facts about Madrid, if you know what year it was founded, that doesn't mean you you don't conocer Madrid if you know, you know, I don't know, what if, you, if you've seen a picture of the Palacio Real, that doesn't mean you really conocer Madrid, you know? I think conocer is something that you really have to almost have met in person or have been there. It's more of a personal understanding <laughs> rather than, and that, rather than, and so if, if, you, if I were to say, I know certain things about Madrid, then I would say, saber. Um, so yeah. do you have another thing for conocer or can I take this and bring this into saber? Well, I, I would just say, I don't want to... I wouldn't dare say that you couldn't say conocer without actually having some having been there. I think the way that you worded it was really nice in the sense that you have to feel some personal like relationship with it. You know, like maybe you've never seen a certain uh, theater or or like a, a movie, or maybe you've never been to this city. But I think that when you like when you have a tie to it. Or, you know, like, it's, dude, I, I'm a little bit lost here on this one, but yeah, go ahead. Well, well I was just going to say, I feel like it'd be a little bit different for every person. If someone was like a, 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 was a total book lover and they read a million books about Madrid, then they might be like, yeah, La Canozco or Lo Canozco Muy Bien, you know? Like, I've read so many books about it. But if someone who is more of like an adventurous person and, you know, I, I just feel like it could be a little bit different for each person and each person is kind of saying it in their own way. If I like felt like I read enough books about it and you know did enough online research to the point where I like really knew about it well, maybe I would say Lokonovko. You know? But may maybe I wouldn't depending on my personality. Maybe I'm like the person I'm like, oh I need to be there to really understand it. Maybe then that person really making me like contemplate is probably when you're talking about places, it oft it really does mean that like you've been there. But then with a lot of things like this was with books or like kind of asking, have you heard of yeah. this? You know what I mean? Like, well, let me say, I think the difference is uh, conoces versus conoces de, right? Conoces de is more like, have you heard about? Like, are you familiar with like conoces de este politico, Pff, Donald Trump? 
You know, like if you're like, have you heard about this dude, this guy? That's like a stand-up bit. Like, have you heard about this? Have you seen this? You know, like Konothe's day, I think, is a little bit more like one step beyond, and Konothe's is almost a little bit more personal. Would you agree with that? Yeah, hundred uh, percent, man. Dude, cool. So then, let me just wrap up, giving you guys a couple of examples using the meet uh, to meet somebody as the yeah. definition. So, has conocido a la hermana de, hermana de Diego. So again, has conocido a la hermana de Diego? No. No, la verdad es que no la he conocido todavía. Right? So, using it in the past like we were talking about before, have you met Diego's sister? No. Actually, I still haven't met her. And uh, I will step out of the way and let you handle this saber game. Uh, yeah. Um, so, the only thing I wanted to say... Saber, I think, is a little bit easier to explain than conocer, uh, and I touched on this already. It's, it's more to know facts. Um, do, what is two plus two? I know that. That's a fact. That's four. Uh, so, I, lo sé, you know, or like, where is, where is this? And anything that can be like, is, that is a total factual, you know, someone's asking you a factual question, uh, you were going to respond That's with. Like what? Saber. Would you say like just raw information? Well, I'm just going to, uh, yeah, raw information, data, you know, like, where is this thing? How old is that person? Like, low set, you either know it or you don't. Versus you wouldn't, like, I'm just going to contrast that with, with Madrid. Uh, when you were saying, do you know of Madrid? That's not a fact. You don't know. Oh, yes, the answer is B. I do know Madrid. Like, it's you, like, there's so many different things. You can't point to an answer and say, I know Madrid because, look, I've got this piece of paper that says Madrid. And that, and I've read it, and that means I know it. You know, it's more complicated than that. Saber is pretty straightforward. Saber, like, you, you know a thing you don't. It's, like, very... I, I'd say that one's a little bit more... Um, is more of a direct translation with to know a fact. But I am going to touch on the one last thing. Speaking about senses, Saber also means to taste, which is just... It's, oh, man, that one is a little bit annoying for me because that took me a while to feel comfortable with using that. I, to be honest, I still don't even feel 100% comfortable all the time using that. Well, I don't like yo, it. It's, it's, it's two, it's, there's two totally different things. I don't like it. There, there's something that comes up a little bit here, and it's like, uh, eso me sabe un poco raro. Oh, me ha sabido un poco raro. Oh, hasta... It sounds oh. weird to me. I, I don't... It sounds weird. I get it. I get it. I'm, I, I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm saying... It makes me uncomfortable to have yeah. to use the word to know. No, to yeah, dude, the expression like is perfect to explain the way you feel about the expression itself. It's like, no lo sé, macho. Esa expresión a mí me sabe un poco extraño. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it makes but, me feel hey, weird. If you don't mind, I'd like to make a little incision here because totally. while we were talking, something came up and I realized that saber is used in a way that we don't often use it. And it's like when you know how to do something, um, you would say... Yo sé hablar español. Yo sé hacer esa cosa. And it's, it means like, I know how to, which isn't necessarily, obviously isn't a fact. Yeah, you know, at least yeah. it doesn't feel like some factual thing. Instead, it's like a skill that you've honed over time. So um, another thing to point out, for the most part, I don't think it's necessary to ever use como. You know, like you don't say, yo sé como hablar español. Yeah. You say, sé hablar but then it will come up if you're asking people like, sabes cómo llegar a, a la estación de autobús? Because you, you want to know the how part. 
So mm-hmm. don't think that saber and como don't go together. I made this mistake before. Uh-huh. And I like, tried to avoid asking questions this way. And it's a totally logical question to ask. But uh, yeah, if you're going to talk about what you know how to do, yo sé eh, beber agua de una botella. Uh-huh. Hey, lo uh, enseñada. You are and, uh, super, you are super talented. <laughs> super talented. Super talented. Uh-huh. Heck yeah. Um, all right. Uh, that's, that's about all I've got. I'd say this has been quite an illuminating episode. Wouldn't you say? <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. Anything else? I, I love that. Thank you for adding that at the end because I absolutely can, I can remember specifically, I'm not even going to go into it, but I specifically remember that happening and hearing that and being like, huh? And then having to, and having to learn about that and, and be like, oh yeah, you can just you can just take out the Como, you know, um, which sounded weird to me at first. But anyway, I think that is about all we got uh, for this episode of Dos Kitties Sin Guia. But we're going to be back at you next week with another episode. And uh, hey, check out our Instagram. We've been doing Phrase of the Day. We've been doing the stories. We're super uh, involved on there. So yeah. engage and with we us. We hope that uh, you don't just hear us. But instead, you hear about us, and then you go a little bit further and keep on listening to us. Oh, there you go. Yeah, using all the words that we learned today. Absolutely. That's what I'm talking about, guys. Well, I think that's a fair send-off. Check y'all later. That's us at Dos Kitties, and uh, hasta la próxima semana. Pasti huevos.